You are listening to Trophy Horse with your host, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Steve, and Troy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Horrors. This is episode 366. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the man, the myth, and the legend, he's Alex. Hey, everybody. I don't have an exciting intro this week, except I hate glitched trophies. He brings the awesome every single week. It's I Yield to No One. Man, I had... I, I was telling Tricky and Alex right before we recorded, I was playing some Rocket League, um... Trying to knock out some trophies. I uh, working all my certified and my veteran trophy. So I've been playing online, doing the haunted hallows, getting the candy corn, all that good stuff. I had a half court bicycle goal, so I'm pretty stoked about that. In general, Yield and I have been playing on. We were doing the clubs update to get the trophies. We've got all the trophies for the clubs update. Yield and I have been killing it in that. We uh, killing it. We played 10 games together because Yield joined my club, and we won eight or nine of those games. So Yeah, and, we, three, and three, of them we were, three of them we were beating them so bad they quit. We've been killing it. Speaking, speaking and, of which, one of the games earlier before I was scoring, I, or before I came up here, I, I, was, I was on fire. I think I scored like, I had six, seven goals. I know I had a hat trick twice. I mean, I'm just... I, it was. I was in the zone. Balls were bouncing in the right spot. I mean, I was just scoring. The guy on my team. We were playing doubles. The guy on my team was like, "Man, can you let me score, please?" And, and I was. I wasn't like that's first world problems right there. You. I wasn't like stealing his goals. I was just right place, right time. You know. Well, see, I was, when I we was play, there. you're always the goalie. So what do you do with scoring? Well, no, on two on two, you go. You, you know, you goalie for a little bit, and then when the ball is like half court or moving that way. You gotta go attack because then it's you're outnumbered two on one defense. So you at least gotta make it two on two. And if you're playing right, if your partner smacks it into the corner and kicks it back to the middle, if you're playing center field, a lot of times that's where you can get a lot of your goals if someone's playing center field. Alright, well as we do every week, let's give you our updated trophy count. I am a newly minted level 39, total trophies of 9,734, with an astonishing 116 Platinums. Ooh. I'm coming for you, Sid. Alex is level 31, total trophies of 6,793, with 100 Platinums in 99 games. Thanks, Tricky. Uh, I uh, do I'm want re- you to know that there's nothing astonishing <laughs> about your Platinum, sir. Yeah, okay. You're just jealous that, you know, you had the lead on me, and now I'm demolishing you, and now you're just a sort of uh, loser. No, because no. you literally buy the same game four times to get four easy Platinums. Because they're good games. Um, okay, you don't see me buying, f- like, a game four times because it's easy. Like, I want to play uh, different games. Like, I want to experience a whole lot of different things. I just bought three new games or from the uh, Sale of the Damned or Sale of the Dead uh, on the PSN. Hold hold on a second. I've spent the last, the, literally the last month and a half of my life playing nothing but the Division. I can vouch for and, that. Every time I'm online, he's playing the Division. 
So I have not earned a trophy in a month and a half other than the rare trophy here and there. And then last night, I decided to finish out one of, one of the games that I was told that I couldn't platinum, which I did platinum. And then I said, you know what? Screw it. I signed on to Steven's Hong Kong account, downloaded three games, and platinum those. You're using... All four, four platinums in less than an hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. With the games that I play, it usually takes me like two weeks to get a platinum. That's because you suck at video games. Uh, sir, look um, at our trophy lists, um, and you tell me which one of those sucks at video games. Also, what was the game that you were told you couldn't get the platinum in that you got the platinum in? Uh, Yield, I said before the show, I wasn't going to say this, did I? Uh, I got the Spider-Man platinum. Oh, well, you actually have a platinum in a respectable game now. Good job, Tricky. I thought, you know what? I Hold on, I thought you were going to surprise us all and say the Ratchet & Clank platinum for PS4. <laughs> you know, I right, hold on. You know, me and Yield are having a conversation pre-show about this. the The ratchet, the reason that I'm not going to get the Ratchet and Clank one is because he sucks at racing games. The two, no, the two trophies that I need are, as longtime trophy horse fans will remember, uh, constitute my biggest pet peeve in games, in which you're playing a game as solely, in this case, it's a hack and slash and then all of a sudden you have to do uh, a different game mechanic like Darksiders it was a hack and slash then it turned into a flight a flight simulator this one you're it's a hack and slash and all of a sudden now you have to do uh, a racing game and I got the I beat the races I just can't beat it under the, the you know the time you got to you, you want me to tell you the trick I've watched videos on the trick. I've heard people tell me the trick, but you'll, you could tell me the trick. Okay. So you got to do stunts when you – you got to jump coming I, off the ramps, do a stunt, do a stunt, which I just did a forward all, – all I constantly did was forward flip and make sure you go through the blue rings and build and build up your, your three boosts and then just, get it. just use them to get from point A to point B. Just don't burn them quickly. Use them strategically to keep your – I've done up. that. Really? And the closest I've gotten to is 10 seconds to the time. I, I, I'm always at least 10 seconds over the time. I told you, it took me 13 tries on the first track. That was because <laughs> about half that was before I realized I had to do. I could do stunts to get boost as well. 13 tries on that one, and the second one, it took me like 3 to 5. You know, when I do my extra live stream, which is going to be next weekend, uh, I will play... Uh, Ratchet and Clank, and you two can come into the chat and tell me what I'm doing. Hold on. You, All right. Tricky, do you have the Platinum in uh, Split Second? I know Yield does, but I thought you also oh, had yeah. the Platinum in Split Second. No, I don't have the... the I, actually, I think I only played maybe like an hour or two of Split Second. How dare you? That game was amazing. Well, it, it, no, no, that's not a, a reflection on the game. It's just uh, it's one of those games where I played and I never went back to. I own it. It's on my PS3. I just never went back to play it. What a shame. It's an amazing game. Yield. Yes. Your trophy, sir. So, I am sitting at a level 27 with a trophy count of 55, 78. And I am sitting on 86 Platinums, 86 games, all of them respectable. 
I don't know about that. We've had this debate before. They're all respectable. You've thrown you've thrown the wheelmen into question, but I, I think there was like at least one or two that was uh, questionable outside of wheel wheelman. Mm. Well, one day we'll have to do a trophy audit on everybody. Trophy audit. Ooh. <laughs> Steve is level 15 total trophies of 2077 with 11 platinums and Sid is level 35 total trophies of 7874 with 136 platinums 20 up now I will I, I will say uh, I do have two more platinums uh, on my Vita that I just haven't synced over yet because it's on the my Vita's on my EU account so I actually have more platinums but I'm not counting them yet until they're officially on my list Good job. So, so uh, I am uh, officially 18, or excuse me, well, officially 20 platinums away from catching Sid. But unofficially, I'm 18. Away. <laughs> you might as well be three years away from catching Sid because 20 with Sid, he could grow that lead by five in the next week. Yeah, it's true. All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, I have branched out and played a couple new games this week. And my phone decided to go off at that time. Thank you, Jarvis. Uh, <laughs> so I will. Uh, so let's get into what we're playing. I branched out and played a couple games this week. Uh, my platinums all were in uh, Super Destronaut DX, Full Blast, Jack and Jill DX. Those are all from the Hong Kong region. Uh, and of course, I got the Spider Man Platinum. Uh, me and Yield kicked some ass in some Rock Band Four with the Goddess yesterday. Oh yes, we did. And uh, Skins921 also helped with that, too. Uh, of course, I have been playing The Division. A lot of The Division. Yes. And I played, since the last time we recorded, I played Shadow of the Tomb Raider. What'd you think? I, I Someone told me that, how, how, how'd they put it on Twitter? It's not bad? Well... It's just not captivating, not keeping my attention. Kind of. He he put it as the first one had the best story, the second one had the best tombs, the third one had the best combat. I don't know if I can agree. Well, what was was kind of how he put it, and I was kind of like, that's kind of a bummer because I was really hoping for a good uh, a good game, considering how you know you you can attest, Tricky, because me, you, and Donnie were just. Absolutely love that first one with the ending, but then the second one kind of left you. At least it left me kind of like what? So I was hoping this third one would kind of like redeem itself. Not at all. It starts off like not like it starts off and it doesn't really make sense to where the second one left off. Well, see, I, I've heard that that the third one. There's not really much difference in gameplay, except they added a few things. Well, you know what? I'm not I'm not that deep into it yet, so I can't really speak that to that. I, I don't even think I've gotten the second progression trophy yet. So, uh, it's yeah, it's just not keeping my attention. But on the flip side of that, you know, the division has been keeping my attention, and so much that I still have not bought Red Dead Redemption Two. Or Assassin's Creed yet? I need to get. I I got back into the division when we we kind of got our internet fixed, and then I will. I and I was like, man, I, I really need to spend some time in this. But the night I played, I didn't have. I spent the time that I had 
I was like running around going, I did a couple side missions and I was like, ooh, I didn't go get this cell phone. Well, I'm down at this area, might as well collect it because I got to collect it all for all the trophies and ooh, I didn't go get this activation point. So I might as well go over there and do that. And so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taking the slow way through the game, but that's okay. Yeah, but you, uh, I've said this before, and I, I respect the way you're playing the division. But I've, you know, I've said this to you many times. You got to step it up because all the things that you have to accomplish, if, if and when you buy the division two, yeah, if you want all the perks, like I could literally run you through and get you four or five shields without batting an eye. Well, yeah, because you, but I can't. You would have to do all the work, and I'd have to sit over there hiding. Let me know when it's safe to come out. Well, not not necessarily, but yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's there's one shield for getting to level fifteen in resistance, which I could I sold that by myself, so I could easily carry you through that. There's one for doing all the high value targets in a week. I could easily you know get you through that. Uh, I could run you through the underground. Uh, yeah, it's but. What you really need to focus on is the accommodations because there's one shield, which I still don't have, uh, for getting 3,000 accommodation score. Um, and I think I showed you that when we played that one night. Yeah, you were explaining it. Um, but March is coming quick, bro. Yeah, right? I know. We're literally only four months away. And there's a new shield dropping uh, as of this record. As you guys are hearing this recording, there's a new shield out. For doing all the legend, all the missions available on legendary, which I think I've already done, and I don't know if they're retroactive. If they're not retroactive, I'm gonna hate myself because those legendary missions are a pain in the balls. So, uh, but that's what I've been playing. Yield, you've been playing some Rocket League and some Rock Band. So yeah, I've been playing some Rock Band Four. Uh, we've tried for the last two weeks. Well, I tried for the last two weeks. I, I've tried to. Uh-huh. Um, Homer hasn't tried. No, not that much. But we That's right, Homer. I'm calling you out. We, That's so we tried. We got close one week. This week, I, I, I think we'll make it. We, we've done really good, so I think we'll finally get promoted. What's next, Bloodstone? Uh, yes. So I, I think we'll get there. But it, I think this is the last week, too. It is. This is week eight. So it, it, it's all or nothing. So, But which should be good, because... The challenge songs are 90s songs, so grunge music. So I've got like a lot of those on my on my system. Been playing some Rocket League, as Alex alluded to earlier. Uh, we knocked out the club trophies, which got me back into trying to get my certified and my veteran uh, trophy, which I got my uh, certified one. I had... Uh, 50 shots on goal. So now I just got to get the 200 shots on goal. And I'll be at veteran. So, so that's cool. Um, been playing some Red Dead, and it. I've I've got this gripe with all Rockstar games. Okay. You're trying to do the tutorial, and me, I've got my subtitles on because my wife likes to watch watch play the game so that way she can read it but a lot of times when when they pop up in the corner of the screen hey this is what you need to do or this is what you should focus on you know kind of like do the tutorial and stuff every time they flash that up it's always when you're in the middle of something you're in the middle of a fight 
you're trying to, you know, run somebody down, run away, chase somebody, and I can't read and do at the same time. So can't walk and juggle bubblegum at the same time. I can do that, <laughs> but I can't read and chase at the same time. So okay. <laughs> so I, I got annoyed because so you um, you finish the opening chapter, kind of going to chapter two, and I waltz into a town, and all of a sudden there is a couple of people fighting. So I go over to kind of break up the fight, and uh, you know, because you don't want you're not supposed to get the law's attention. So I go over to break up the fight. Well, they pull out guns and shoot me dead. I lost my hat in the process. I didn't realize that I could go back to my horse and get my hat at the time. So I was annoyed. I kept playing. I go back into town, and a guy does a duel with another guy. You know, you know. so they, they, they have a duel, shoots, and he starts running his mouth. Nobody can take me. Anybody, any challengers? I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll, I, 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 I'll, I'll give it a whirl. Shot me down. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start the game over so I can really read what's going on. Because <laughs> I've walked into some things that I wasn't fully prepared for yet, either because I haven't gotten to that tutorial part yet, or I missed it when I was doing another action. So I'm only a couple hours in. I'm going to restart it. I'm enjoying it. I'm just, I just got that minor gripe, but that's with all Rockstar games. Um, but is it is it the game that everybody's making it out to be, or is it just another rock that or Rockstar game? What's everybody making it out to be? I, I went I went media dark. The, the the second coming of Christ. I don't know yet. I was only in chapter two. Uh, I'm I'm a little annoyed with the with the fact that you got to keep eating because you got to keep your you got you got your health and you got your core. The higher you keep your core, from my understanding, the higher you keep your core up, the faster you regenerate health. So if your core is low, you don't regenerate health very fast or not at all. So you got to juggle not only that, but then you've got to juggle your horse's health and core. And it's just like, man, I don't want to have to worry about all that other stuff. I just want to play a western, shoot, hunt, and do that stuff like that. And that was another thing that bugged me. They, they 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 teach you, you know, the hunting tutorial. Okay, let's go hunt this big bear. All right, cool. So I killed the bear, and it was a legendary bear. So I skin it, I got its hide, throw it up on the horse. We're going to ride over to the trapper. We're going to sell this bad boy. So I'm head off riding out from where I was at, and I hear this, help. Okay, somebody needs help. Some kind of plane is kind of like the good bad guy. So I, okay. So I ride over, and... This lady was trapped under, her leg was trapped under the horse. Her horse had died. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I helped her get out from underneath the horse. She's like, can you give me a ride back to town? I'm like, sure. Come along, we'll take my horse. Oh, well, you don't have any room. You've got to take the hide off. I said, okay. So I took the hide off. I walked over by a big rock, sat it down. It should be here when I get back. Hopped on the lady. We rode. I got far enough away. It, wait, wait, hold, hold on a second. You hopped on the lady? No, sorry. I hopped on the horse. My horse is a lady, so yeah, I did. So I <laughs> hopped up on the horse. 
We ride away. Well, for all know how far away we got, and it pops up in the corner of my screen. Since you left your hide behind, it is now gone. I'm like, <laughs> F you. So I'm going to restart it, because that was a legendary hide, and I'm not like, no, 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 we're going we're gonna to start all over, and we're going to... I, I would have turned around and killed the lady. We're going we're gonna... to... You made me lose my hide! Well, I wanted to make sure if it was really gone, so I rode all the way over, dropped her off at her town, rode all the way back where I left the hide. Yep, it was gone. You know, you guys mentioning, or at least Yield mentioning, having to feed your character and then take care of your horse, it goes all the way back to Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, because you remember, you could work out in that game, but to make things more realistic, like, your character CJ actually had to eat food. Yeah, but this is on a, th this is like, on another level of that. I mean, you can tell the progression from San Andreas, to from 5, to now this. I mean, it's... It feels involved. Maybe I'm making too much of it, but it feels really involved. And then you also got to keep your, I forgot, there's a third set of cores for like your dead eye. You know, how long you can stay in dead eye, how fast it refills. I think that's all I've been playing. I don't think I really muddled into anything else. Don't think I've played, right. don't think I've played spin tires. I need to get back into burnout. Because I got my online, I got my stadium trophy, so all I need to do now is just you. finish the game. Dude, I'll tell you what. There is... I, I hate you. There is a group. I happen to get mine just playing with a bunch of randoms. But there's this group I follow. Uh, oh, why am I drawing the blank of it? Anyway. You know, you can probably find this, a group of Discord uh, on Discord of people who can help you get that trophy. Anyway, the, 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 this this group I follow, it's called, like, Burnout Remastered Challenges or something. You can look at the groups I follow to find it. They're constantly setting up events of... To do that? Of, yeah. People, hey, I need, the, I need the stadium trophy. Who can help me? You know? I'll check it out. I, I, I was going to jump into one of those, but the day that I was playing... I would just, I jumped in with some randoms and we just kind of kept messing around. And after like an hour or two, finally eight people were in there and that person cycled to the, the stadium. And I'm like, awesome. You got to be careful when you jump in with randoms. That can lead to bad things. That is yes, true, too. It can. I do, I still need the bike trophies, though. So I'm going to have to work on that one. I'm going to have to set up something with like you and the brain and anybody else who owns it and do some bike trophies. To be quite honest, like when you talk about the things with having to take care of yourself in Red Dead and you know going back to CJ and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, that's the kind of stuff in a game I don't want to have to do. I don't I like to eat. It's one of the first things I do when I get up in the morning. I forage for food. But in a video game, I don't want to have to stop what I'm doing in order to do that stuff. In the Grand Theft Auto games, I understand they try to make them as realistic as possible, but I would what I would rather have than that stuff is to be able to pretty much walk into any building that I want. And they still can't do that. Well, they would have to render all that. Okay, we'll make a smaller city and make more buildings you could go into. Well, that that's the problem, is everybody wants bigger and bigger and bigger. No, not everybody. I will tell yeah, you. Yeah, not everybody. I will tell you that okay. Arkham Asylum and Arkham City <laughs> were the best of the um, Arkham games, and they were smaller than everything else because with Knight and uh, Origins... That was the other game, right? Origins. Yes. They everyone they were like, 
twice as big as Arkham City, and I'm like, no, fuck that. I don't. That's a complete turnoff for me. I don't want to play that um, a game that big. There's too much to do in that game. All right, Alex, what have you been playing, sir? So, as we talked about before, I've been playing some Rocket League with Yield, trying to get the clubs update. And, you know, I didn't really know what the candy corn was for at first, so I haven't been paying attention to it, and I haven't really been trying to gather it. But there's some pretty awesome things you can, uh, some Halloween-themed spooky prizes that you can transfer the candy corn for uh, to upgrade your car, skins, decals, um... You know, I think the the thing that Yield and I wanted the most, Yield, what's that the the streak called? The um, it it was it was like a ghouls something spooky ghouls or something where your nitro was a bunch of ghosts coming out the back of your car. Yeah, uh, what one hundred and fifty candy corns, I believe. One twenty five. One twenty five. Okay, well, normally I would eat the shit out of some candy corn because it's delicious. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I'm all about that harvest mix. I'm all about the harvest mix. Oh my mix. god, you are an I animal, want the Alex. Pumpkins. Dude, you literally <sighs> buy where do you get your um your chicken alfredo sandwiches or what they are? What pizza place do you get that from? I buy the chicken from the grocery store. No, the store? chicken parm. You used to get chicken parm from a pizza restaurant. Oh, I used to, I, uh, yeah, I had a chicken parm from Domino's. From Domino's, really? You're going to call me an animal for eating candy corn? Because <laughs> candy corn is disgusting. I said candy corn. No, it's not, it's, it's not that bad. I said, oh my God. I said candy corn, not circus peanuts. Give me some credit. No. No, both. Uh, oh my God. Uh, uh, just, just go. I think I'm going to gag. You can say that all <laughs> you want, but okay. So, candy corn is delicious. Everyone send spiders and candy corn to Tricky Mick. In fact, send candy corn with spiders in it. With spiders. Yes. I hate Um, you. But we all, we don't hate Rocket League. We love Rocket League. Because Rocket League is still, like, the best multiplayer game ever. I think it rivals Super Smash Brothers. Come at me. Um, Whoa, that's fighting words I do love Super Smash Brothers, but quite frankly, Rocket League is, I, I love Rocket League. Hey! I can at least hold my own in Rocket League. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Yield's an excellent defender. If you've got Yield and Goalie, you, your chances of winning are upped substantially. At least two times two. And that's based on a study that Yield and I did when we kicked the shit out of other is, people online. Eight out of ten games. Is that, is that why the Poot doesn't want to challenge us anymore? That would be, that'd be exactly why. They never wanted to challenge us in the first place. All they wanted to do is run their mouth. Well, no, uh-huh. we, we, we did play that one time. And it was me, Tricky, and... Uh, and then halfway through, Daryl jumped on our team. like, I want to be with the winners. What, 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 what was it? Was it Ion Vane? Was there a No, it one? was... Um, no? It was uh, Nate. Nate. So it, it, it was the three of us. And I played goalie because I was like, I, I felt pretty confident of offense. So I was like, you guys... I'll play defense for the most part and, and you guys go. So I, I did what someone told me when I first started playing Rocket League, play center field. So they would push the ball down to the loot's end, and when I'm like, okay, I'm, you know, I, I can I can go down and come back and still play goalie, I would go down, the ball would bounce into center field, and boom, I'd score it. Everybody would be like, where do you come from? I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm back here playing goalie. Well, no. That- and I did that, like, all night. <laughs> well, that's one of the best ways to score in Rocket League. I mean, sometimes, yeah, you just throw shit against the walls and it bounces right into the goal. 
you get that lucky bounce. But for the most part, centering the ball and having someone come straight ahead towards the goal is the best way to get goals in Rocket League. Because usually you've got defenders moving towards the ball, and you may have a goalie in the way, but you usually have defenders running to the ball in the corner, and when the ball comes, you know, centers, you've got almost a wide-open shot almost any time you want. The problem is is that a lot of times people aren't there in the center. Like, I will center the ball, and I'm like, where is my teammates? Where are my teammates? Like, the ball is right in front of the goal. Why isn't somebody shoving that in? Yeah. Also, with this with this tournament update tricky, or not tournament, club update tricky, Alex... Which I wasn't invited to, by the way. Alex, wait, we, whoa, whoa, anytime whoa, whoa. you want. Actually, the night before, I invited Yield to the club because in order to add someone to your club, you have to invite them to your party, and from there, you can invite them to your club. I actually sent both of you invites, and neither one of you accepted, for good reasons, I'm assuming. You, you sent me an invite where? To Rocket League, I wa- to join my group. I want... No, no, no. I where wasn't on my where s- did you send the invite? I wasn't on my system that night. No, so on the PlayStation? Yeah. yeah. I have no I have no notification for No, here. Tricky. I went down on my microwave and I typed in your name like a rotary phone via the numbers and I tried to don't, send you a don't. Rocket League invite that way. No. I, I have no notification for me. I'm looking at my notifications right now. Well, it probably well, went tricky. away after a while. Tricky, when you want to do this... Like I told, like oh, I, like you know what? Like I sent you, wait, wait, wait. like I said it in there. Hit up Alex. I'll even come hold in there. We can play threes, and we'll just run rough shot on people. Hold on a second. I I I admit when I'm wrong. I have an invitation from Alex on October 27th. That sounds right. That's when I had mine. I wasn't on the system that night. I got it the next Could day. You? Yeah, next day right, he'll so- join my club. But you were invited, so sir. Alex, don't, I, I, I apologize. I did not see that. Don't you make our listeners think that I'm not inviting you to things. That you're an evil son of a well, bitch? They know that. They know that I'm over here <laughs> down in candy corn and, well, I was going to say kicking puppies oh in the God. face, but I don't kick puppies in the face because they're adorable. Uh, I hit chickens. All right, we're, we're moving on now. Hyrule, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Um, All right, we're, we're moving okay. on. All right, so we didn't well, do a show doing? last week. I'm not week. finished with what I've been playing. No, no, you're done. Yeah, he's not done. I can't listen no, to your candy not. corn nonsense anymore. Okay. Candy corn and spiders. It's holiday-themed goodness. Get on board. We're 30 minutes into the show, and we literally haven't gotten to our well, first Well, that's yet. just delightful. Oh, Alex, so. Go go buy a pumpkin spice so latte, sit down, and stop your bitching. I'm still talking. So speaking of the, uh, uh, of the Haunted Hallows, they they pretty much do one like every major season. So here at Christmas, there, there should be another one where you can collect something to get, you know, other stuff. And there was one in spring. So there's like every every quarter, I think there's something to where it's like you know an event to where you play online and they give you something that you can, you know, exchange for, you know, very. Cosmetics. Yeah, for your I mean, car. well, that's pretty much like such a huge part of Rocket League. Yes, the the game is fun, but also the ability to customize your car and add all the little trinkets and the decals and just like the body and the tires. Like it's it's a very customizable game. So like giving us more of that and holiday themed ones especially would be. Um, you know, I, I usually go with the same car like design. You switch it up quite a bit. I don't really, but it would be nice to have more items like at least holiday themed items to, like, put on my car during certain times of the year. So, like, that would be more encouraging for me to switch it up. 
Um, although I'm also one of those yeah. people who would be totally fine leaving up a Christmas tree year round because I love Christmas lights. I'm not a I'm not offended Good. by that. Uh, I've also been playing. Uh, I've been playing some some Pokemon Go. We don't really talk about that much. I do play a lot of Pokemon Go um, with my girlfriend Ashley and her youngest son Jonah. We actually went out on Saturday to do a bunch of Gengar raids. We all got shiny Gengars. Ashley and I got shiny Pincers. All is right with the world. Uh, lastly, I want to talk. I did buy three games from the sale of the dead uh, recently on the PSN. Got for under thirty bucks. I got Pinstripe. Um, Flipping Death and Bulb Boy. I haven't played Flipping Death or Pinstripe yet, although like one of the things that drew me to all these games is their art style because they're all very unique art styles and all very different from each other. Uh, Pinstripe is a game where you play like through six sections of hell, but it's not like hell is like biblically known. It's um, kind of like in Hellblade where it's kind of like a uh, an interpretation of hell, but a much different one than you see you normally see the stereotypical thought of like hellfire and brimstone uh so i haven't played that yet i'm really excited to play flipping death because the aesthetic in that game reminds me so much of double fine and tim schaefer and psychonauts specifically and if you don't know what that game is basically you're a ghost or a dead soul that has the power to kind of like traverse the worlds of the living and the dead and you do that by one you can flip the world horizontally so one plane is the living the other plane is the dead, and you can flip the screen to go from the living from the dead to the living to to like finish certain tasks. So I'm really excited to play that one. Uh, but I've I've been playing Bold Boy. I beat Bold Boy. Uh, it's sounds really weird to say that in quick succession, but Bold Boy is a game uh, from Boldware developers out of Poland. Uh, it's actually a really good game. It's like a a point-click adventure. It's not quite an old-school point-click adventure because you can move with the dual analog sticks, but it's one of those games where you're put in a room and you have to use items within that room to figure out how to get out. Uh, either get out of the room or complete a certain challenge, beat a boss character. Uh, so it's a really well-done game. It's actually pretty short. You can beat it in under two hours, probably. Um, your first playthrough, not so much, but subsequent playthroughs, if you want to do, you can do it in under two hours. The bosses are all... It's really weird. It's almost like um, the, the Binding of Isaac in that the, it's really gross. Like, one of the bosses or one of the, the, the villains is like a giant piece of poop with a mask on it, like a masquerade mask, which comes alive after you eat a giant headless chicken um, that you kill and then fry and eat. Uh, so it's a really weird game. It's got a really nice aesthetic to it. And the puzzles in the game are actually like Secret Monkey Island I can't figure out I always have to go to a guide for games like that Grim Fandango Day of the Tentacle same thing like that but with this game with the self-contained puzzles in each room it's easier for me to figure out and it's like more enjoyable because I, I can actually figure the puzzles out on my own the only problem with this game and I will say that I got it for under three dollars so the sale was very good to me the trophies are glitched as hell you know, there are certain progression trophies for beating certain bosses like the Headless Chicken or the Snotty Bunny. Um, you get a trophy after those, or you're supposed to. Well, sometimes the trophies don't uh, pop, so you have to turn your game off and then redo the thing you just did in order to get even progression trophies. So I'm stuck on true trophies right now that I've played the game four times now to try and get, and it's extremely frustrating when developers can develop a, a really well-crafted, well-thought-out, and a really good game, but can't get their trophies to pop when they should. You know, I mean, I understand, you know, the game is still playable, but trophies are part of the package. It's advertised as part of the package, 
And if you're going to release a game with bug trophies, you should be mandated to fix those. And the company still hasn't fixed those. And it's really, really annoying because I've spent a lot of time trying to play this game and get the trophies. I'm sorry, I'm a completionist. I have issues. I, I know, you don't have to tell me. But the fact that I can't pop these trophies after doing the requirements is extremely frustrating. And I know that both of you all would probably agree with that. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. That That is annoying, especially... Especially on like some of the hard ones where you've you've tried. I know I, that's one of the reasons I quit. Uh, I didn't go after the Brutal Legend Platinum was because there was like a save bug glitch that when you got to north of 70, 75% of the game completed, there was a chance that it would work your save. And it... And you were done, and I'm just like, well, I don't want to get. You know, there were ways around it. They, you know, they were, you know, play up to sixty nine percent, and then carve out six hours of your day to finish out, you know, the last thirty percent. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to get that platinum that bad. Yeah, I mean, brutal legend for me. Uh, like, I never had that issue. Brutal legend, like. It's one of those games where it was a really neat concept, but in, in, in hindsight, and after trying to get the platinum, I, I, I see that more now because when I wrote the review for Sarcastic Gamer, I gave it like a, a good recommendation, and I, you know, I still stand behind that. But it, the game got so difficult and ramped up so much toward the end that with the gameplay style, like the the action RPG, well, like the action game mixed with the the um, like strategy game of commanding armies. It got so hard to do that that I literally could not do it on, like, the higher difficulties. I beat the game, but on the higher difficulties or some of the trophy requirements, I just couldn't do it because I wasn't able, I wasn't skillful enough to marry the two gameplay concepts and do it effectively on a higher level. But, but yeah, um, can you all think, like, do you all think that it should be mandated that if your trophies are borked that you should have to go and fix them or your game is pulled from the network? Absolutely. Absolutely. Make it happen. Make it so. All right, so Alex, uh, I got some news for you. Helldivers is receiving an update. <laughs> or has received an update and has added 10 new trophies. Are you going to go back and get those 10 trophies? Oh. What? He's going to have to. That He's a completionist. Is like four years old. What the fuck are they doing? Adding more trophies to that. Uh, I, I didn't add this into the agenda, but this article is coming from PushSquare.com. It says, it's a fun, tough-down shooter with a lot going on, especially in the co-op multiplayer. It launched all the way back in 2015. Three years later, it's receiving a big update to add some fresh new content, new trophies, called A New Hell. The update focuses on providing more challenges for veteran players to enjoy. The first major addition is the new difficulty levels. These tougher planets are marked an exercise in futility, the definition of insanity, and inner circle of hell, which are all fantastic ways of saying these new levels will kick your ass. There are also three new enemy types to deal with, as well as a massive new weapon which will take them all down. This powerful machine gun is a one-use item with limited rounds but rapid rate of fire, which should make short work of all make short work of most alien threats. So, Alex, the question is: Are you going back to Helldivers to get these trophies? 
unless, you know, I played so much of that game, like, getting 100,000 kills in that game was such a grind. And if you go back and listen to the old episodes of Trophy Wars, you can hear me bitch about it as I do it week by week. Took you, took you three months to do it. Here's the thing, though. Unless the trophies are, like, press the start button to get this trophy, I'm not going back to play that game because I played it so much and I got <laughs> so tired of it. And you know what? I really hope maybe if I don't load up the game on the PSN, my I'll, I'll still yes, have my 100%. You ne- if you... Exactly. If you never update the game, you'll still be no, at 100%. No, no, no. On the PSN, it automatically updates it. Oh. Does it? Balls. Yes. Well, you know what? Uh, it's this is also something that will, uh, we all got Troyered back in the day because uh, Troy brought the business and reminded us that no matter what happens on the PSN or how many DLC packs <laughs> they add to a game, you can still have the Platinum. Whereas on the Xbox, if you get the S rank and they release a bunch of DLC, you lose your S rank. You so, don't have the S rank. So, at least I have the Platinum still. And you know what? That's good enough for me. I'm not playing that damn yes. game. I'm not playing a difficulty called Inner Circle of Hell. Like, <laughs> not why, would it. I, why would I not do that? Doing it. Like, am I supposed to, like, stand in traffic while playing this fucking game now? Do I, I literally have to put, like, clothespins on my nipples while playing this game? Is that how the Inner Circle of Hell happens? Because the Inner Circle of Hell was playing that game for months trying to get a hundred thousand kills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, talk about the inner circle of hell. Uh, we we revealed this earlier in the month, uh, but Sony has officially revealed the free PlayStation Plus games for subscribers. Uh, they are, right. as reported before, Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition and Yakuza Kiyami. I already have Bulletstorm because I wanted I wanted the version that I could play as Duke Nukem. So I picked it up on the cheap. Uh, now, Yakuza, I've been hearing good things about the Yakuza games, so I'll definitely get that one. And I'll probably download the... I'll have to check my disc, but I did read that the Bullstorm comes with all the DLC, it yes? Does. Yes, it does. So if my disc doesn't come with all the DLC, I'll play my disc version so I can play as Duke Nukem, but then play all the DLC off the store. Well, why don't you just download the game and then you could have the Duke Nukem that way. I don't know. Will that work? Yeah. It comes with uh, all previous well, DLC. Ah, well, if Nuke, if that's the case, then I may, uh, uh, yeah, I may still do that. But You can yeah. just trade your disc get back into GameStop and call it a day. Oh, I've had this game for like a year. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. It's in my backlog. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'll lose money. All right. And on the PS3, you can grab Jackbox Party Pack 2 and the Arcura series for free. While Vita yeah. players can get Burly Man at Sea and Roundabout. Both Ooh. Vita games are available for the PlayStation 4. Uh, Burly Men at Sea, that had some good... Uh, uh, okay. Ha- had some good momentum coming out. What was it, E3? Uh, no, you, I, you are definitely thinking of the wrong game. Okay. Burly Men at Sea is a game that you can literally get the Platinum uh, in an hour. Really? Yeah. I remember hearing I something about it. that game. I remember hearing something about that game, and I was like, well, that kind of sounds interesting. Yeah, this it, it's a really stupid game. Really? Yeah. No, that's a bummer. Uh, but you can get the Platinum in that hour. Uh, I'll probably pick it up for the Vita. That way it gives me something to play on my Vita. Uh, but yeah, those are your uh, free PlayStation Plus so, games. Not bad. Not bad. Some good ones, some good ones for the so floor. So not to be too much like Jerry Seinfeld, but what's the deal with Bulletstorm? Um, you'll, you seem to like it. I know it's a really outrageous first-person shooter, and I think I played the demo back in the day. 
But is this something that's worth downloading? I just got it. It, it looked... I missed the first go-around. And it looked like a fun couch co-op game. And then throw in the added bonus that you can play as Duke Nukem with uh, the voice actor doing new work for Nukem for that game. I'm like, I'm in. It's an over-the-top first-person shooter. But is it fun? From what I heard, if you like dick and fart jokes, it's fun as hell. I'm in. That would be the Loot Cruise game of the year. It, it was. Uh, the PlayStation 4 has surpassed 85 million units sold. That's astonishing, but at the same notion, same breath, however you want to say it. <laughs> how many of them 85 million own more than one? Like, Tricky owns like four. Yeah. I That's not four. an exaggeration. He actually so, owns four. He actually owns four. But there are a lot of people who own at least two because they bought their initial four. And then the Pro came out. So they turned around and bought a Pro. So, you know, how, how many? I mean, 85 million is astonishing. I'm not trying to take that away from Sony. I'm just saying how many people doubled up. Well, how many people also bought a Ugh, Pro after up. their first one died? Hey, you bite your tongue. I'm still rocking my I, special... I, Let's, Batman Arkham Knight one. Listen, I'm not I'm not hating on anything. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that went out and bought a pro after their their four died. Their original their original died. Yeah, I'll probably do the same thing because that's the only thing available is a, is a Well, no, they they pro. no, they still have the slims. But yeah, but, but the point but is it, is that if you're going to if you're at this point, if you're going to buy a PlayStation 4, why are you buying the lower quality one? Yeah. So, uh in Sony's earnings report, which ended on September 30th, the company reported 3.9 million PlayStation 4 units sold, which stacked onto the 82.2 million, brings the total up to 86.1 million lifetime sales. This new figure is down from the same period last year, however, in which Sony reported only 4.2 million sold. Well, it, it's been out, what? What did we say, nine years? Uh, no, it came out, what, in 14? No. 13. Okay, so... So we're so we're at five years then. I gotta, so let me let me look it up. Either way, you're gonna start to see a decline now because everybody eighty five million are sold. Everybody's got one, Place, unless you live in like a third world country. PlayStation Four has been out uh, on the fifteenth five years. Okay, five years, and no offense to anybody who lives in a third world country. I'm just saying. Uh, so. Yeah, they're still killing it. Uh, they're going to be getting more sales uh, when the PlayStation Classic arrives. Um, Ooh, do we have more more games listed? We have the full 20-game list. Ooh, are we going through the full 20-game list, or do I have to look at it? I will go through the names real well, quick. hot damn, I'm okay. finally awesome. excited to hear something tricky has to talk about. <laughs> uh, I know, right here, let me sit up. Here's your 20 games. All right, ba- Battle Arena Toshind- Toshiden. Battle Never Arena Toshiden. Cool Borders. Yeah, uh, Cool Borders Two. Never heard of Destruction it. Destruction Derby. Final yeah. Fantasy Seven. Yeah. Grand Theft Auto. 
All right. Intelligent Cube. Don't think I've heard of it. That was on the demo disc. And let me tell you, when I go through this list, I'm going to come back and I'm going to tell you a story about Intelligent Cube. Okay. Uh, the next game, Jump and Flash. Never heard of it. Game everybody expected to be on it, Metal Gear Solid. All right. Mr. Driller. No. Oddworld Apes Odyssey. I've heard of Oddworld. Didn't play it. Rayman. Heard of it. Never played it. Resident Evil Director's Cut. Uh, I'll probably pass. Those games kick my butt. Revelations Persona. I've heard the name. Ridge Racer Type 4. Never played it. So it's a racing game. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. This with all the Street Fighter characters. Oh, yeah. Fighting game. Now I'm out. Tekken 3. I'm out. I'm Clancy's Rainbow Six. Don't think I played that back in the day. Twisted Metal. Didn't play that one. Wild Heard Arms. A lot of good things about it. Okay. Okay, and Yield, I skipped one on the list, and I'm going to tell you what it is now, because this is the All reason right. why you're going to buy the PlayStation Classic. Better be Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter. Yeah! Nice. So I'm going to say this now. Air Taser from the, hell. Uh, the fact that Twisted Metal was put on there instead of Twisted Metal 2 is an egregious injustice. Be- oh, the second was better? Oh, that one of the absolutely. games where the sequel I mean, was the better? longest time until Twisted Metal Black, well, even with Twisted Metal Black, a lot of people consider Twisted Metal 2 to be the best one. They're going to put Tekken 3 on here, but then put Twisted Metal above Twisted Metal 2? What are they doing? Okay, so I'm going to say this. There are now rumors of the Nintendo 64 Classic, and... Based on this list of games that they just read off, that Tricky just read off, I am not even remotely excited for the PlayStation Classic. I will buy. Me I will either. buy the Nintendo 64 Classic because they made a a lot of poor choices in the selections of those games. Well, it's not. It's not even the selection of the games. Uh, uh, Symphony I, of the I Night is not on there. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is on there. Okay, hold, hold, hold on. You you just messed up my segue a little bit there, Killer. Uh. It's not even the games that uh, is questionable. It's I think you guys reported this on the weekend that I missed, but it was an you know this was announced last week or last month, and the game is going to come preloaded with all the games, two wired controllers, an HDMI, and a USB cable, but no AC adapter, and it's going to cost you a hundred dollars. Well, how are you supposed to run it if you ain't got an AC adapter? You have to plug it into a USB port. What they're expecting is that you're going to have a TV that you can plug the USB into the TV, and that will run your PlayStation Classic. Now, well, most people do have smart, or most people do have flat screen TVs, so they have a USB. And there, and you also, I mean, anybody with a smartphone now knows that you know when you buy a phone, they they give you a plug that you can plug the USB into the side of the plug, and you can plug that into the wall. That would also work as well. But. With all that I mean, being you said, can, you can say as all Alex that tricky, pointed, but it's about the games on the system. Like, well, no, no, I agree with you, and as I was saying, as Alex was saying, there's some big names that are not on. This. I understand that they just released Crash Insane Trilogy, but the whole reason Sony was able to stay afloat at the first E3 was because of Crash Bandicoot. Why is that not on here? And Spyro. And Spyro. Like, I don't care if you're re-releasing these classics in a trilogy, like. They should be on there. Like they did a poor job of picking the games for this. All right. And what? 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 And Ratchet and Clank no, also on there? Mr. Driller. Uh, Ratchet and Clank was the PS2. The, I think. Yeah, it was. Mr. Driller oh, okay. was made by um, one of the 
is it Sucker Punch? Did Sucker Punch do Mr. Driller? I'm going to look it up right now. Because I know they had a game on the PlayStation before they did Sly Cooper. Now, see, I... There are some games on there that interest me. Mr. Driller came, was made by Namco. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. I came to I I came to the PlayStation late. I was still diehard Nintendo. My brother got a PlayStation for Final Fantasy. I did pick up some PlayStation games to play. You know, I picked up like uh, Driver and Siphon Filter and uh, Soviet Nuclear Strike. I kind of picked up some some games like that to play, but that system was mainly him. I switched over to Sony with the two. All right. Uh, now, my Intelligent Cube story. You'll, you'll appreciate this. All right. There so is, it, was a de- it was a demo disc game. It was, it was on the demo disc of the original PlayStation. Which I liked those back in the day for, for those of you kiddies that don't know what a demo <laughs> disc was. Um, but there was uh, Intelligent Cube was on there. And it was always a fun game. That I, I must have played that demo, God, a hundred times. Um, and so for years, and I mean years, I've been looking for this game. Now, in New York City on uh, 3rd Avenue, uh, yeah, 3rd Avenue and 6th Street, uh, East 6th, um, which anybody from New York uh, will know exactly what I'm talking about. There is a shop there that's called Video Games New York. Um, they sell You know, it's a good thing that Yield and I are from Kentucky and Ohio. Shut up. Uh, but you could literally walk in there and find an original NES, uh, Atari 2600, a Commodore 64, all in the original packaging. Oh, wow, I bet you pay a pretty penny, too. Yeah, well, that's that's the story. So I went in there and asked them, do they have a copy of IQ? Because that's what it's called, IQ, Intelligence Cube. And the guy goes, yeah. Uh, goes in the back, comes back, and hands me the disc. And I asked him how much it was. And he goes, uh, $140. wee <laughs> So now, you know me. Like, I'm crazy. Like, if I, you know, sometimes money's not an issue with me. What became an issue is when I found out that it was used, and when I took the disc out and flipped it over, it was scratched all holy hell, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, it doesn't actually work. And you want 140 for it? Here you go. Take it back. I was like, so you're selling me an unused, uh, unplayable game for $140? He goes, yeah, but it's one of the rarest games you, uh, out in the market. I said, yeah, because you can't find a playable copy. That's why it's rare. You're trying to sell me an unplayable copy. He goes, well, if it was playable, uh, it would be actually like 220 A used, scratched-up PlayStation 1 game. Now, this is right when the PlayStation 3 was coming out. So, yeah. Yeah. That, I hope you had the common sense to go, no, thank you. Yeah, I walked out, and I haven't been back. Into that. Actually, no. I ha- I've been back to that store one other time. I went back to the store... Uh, um, when the Vita was announced, I went in to pre-order the Vita from the store, and uh, the guy goes, "Oh yeah, we're not gonna be carrying the Vita." I said, "Really? Why?" He goes, "Oh well, we're only gonna be able to we're only gonna stock the Vita once it's hackable." And that told me what, <laughs> that told me what type of place this guy the, you know this guy was running. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna come back here no more." 
But every so often, if you you know if you if you browse Facebook every so often, you'll see a video. Uh, and if I find a video, I'll send it to you guys one day. Uh, yeah, the, the place is a total ripoff. But if you want like classic stuff, like you want an original NES with the power pad and the gun uh, in the original packaging, you can find it there. Yeah, but see, the only bad thing is you still have to have a tube TV. Yes, you do. Because it will not work on a flat screen or it will not work on a projection TV or nothing. You have to have a tube TV for the light gun. 10 4. Uh, the, uh, my old TV that I used to play the, play Duck Hunt with, the light gun didn't work with that either. I literally had to stand up against the screen and shoot at the ducks right point blank, and, and I that, still didn't hit them. And, and, and that was cheating, by the way. Okay, well, uh, yeah, yeah that okay, is I know. I did not want to do that. I had to if I wanted to hit the ducks because the gun was so busted. Also, I hated that stupid dog that laughed at you, and I tried to shoot at him too. Oh, I did that Every, several times. I was like, quit laughing, you dumb dog. Uh, you know who's not laughing, Yield? Who's not laughing? Rockstar Games. And why would Rockstar not be laughing at this time? Red Dead Redemption 2 has achieved the biggest opening weekend in entertainment history. You know what? I am not shocked by that, and I, I can tell you why. <laughs> Do you want so, me? So, okay, tell me why. So... So Rockstar, so this game launched, at least I got in for, I mean, they did it in my area. I'm sure they did it everywhere. I live out in BFE. The, the GameStops re, uh, released the game at 9 o'clock the day before, you know, the actual release date. So it was, you know, I'm sure it was done nationwide, whatever. I didn't pick mine up that night. I had to work late. So I'm like, I'll just come and I'll pick it up Friday. So I walk in to get the GameStop and I'm like, I'm here to pick up my copy of Red Dead and the guy initially goes well we're sold out all we have is digital copies which I've never heard of a game being sold out and I you know gave him the dumb look and I'm like even my reserved copy oh oh, oh, well if you've got it reserved we got it saved in the back and I'm like oh well good because I've got it reserved you (laughs) jackhole you know it's like this is why you should have gotten pre-ordered it through Amazon you know, I may have to start doing that. This is the second time that that game stopped. So they, they did this to me here. I pre-ordered Strange Brigade. I walked in to pick up Strange Brigade. And they're like, we don't have one. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have mine? So they're like rooting through the drawers. Is this it? He's asking one of the other employees. And I'm like... I have the collector's edition. Oh, well, let me go look in the back. He comes to the back, comes back out. We don't have it. I'm like, dude, I've pre-ordered it. How can you not have it? Well, dude, well let me you, go back. If you don't pick it up in the first 48 and... hours, we have to sell it to the customers. Well, I'm there in the first 48 hours. No, no, no. I, I, that, that's one of the stupidest rules that GameStop has. <laughs> so so he, goes, he goes to the back. He comes back out and he goes, I found it. Someone put it in a different... A bin. I'm like, oh my god. Seriously, it's not rocket science. It's video games. You know, I had this thought the other day anyway. because I would like to play to buy a Switch because um, I really want to play <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. And um, I was thinking, you know, it's like, okay, well, I might want to pre-order Super Smash Brothers because I mean, it's going to be a wildly popular game, especially so close to Christmas. Uh, but then I thought, wait a minute. I wasn't sure if the Switch had digital downloads on directly on the system. 
a la the PlayStation or the Xbox. So I, you know, I looked at it and yes, there are you know codes to download Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, so you can download it directly from the, the Nintendo Shop or whatever it's called, the eStore. I don't, I don't know what it's called. Don't, don't have a Wii U. It's called eShop. E okay. Yeah, eStop. But e -shop. I, th I was e thinking to myself, it's like. <laughs> Why the hell would I ever go to a GameStop or any brick-and-mortar store? And I know that I'm not like everybody. I know that some people like to have a physical copy. But it's like, if I can download Me. the game, the game is never truly sold out, and therefore you don't need to pre-order stuff anymore. I realize they give you dumb crap like statues and downloadable goodies. But do you all think that the ability to download a game straight to your console will eventually kill off all pre-orders? No, because the well, pre-ordering digitally. Like I, I pre-order my games digitally because the game generally downloads three days before launch, and then at midnight the game unlocks. So where you don't want to pre-order it, you then buy it. You have to wait for it to download. I pre-order mine. Mine's ready, downloaded, updated, installed, and ready to go at midnight when it when it unlocks. I I. I'm not opposed to buying things digitally. I, I buy games on the cheap digitally. I still like physical copies, mainly because you're trying to sell me a digital copy for the same price that I can go pick up a physical copy. And I get that. If, I, if, I get if, that, if you, but that helps the developer more. If you, if you were to sell it to me 10 bucks cheaper... I would probably buy more things digitally. But since I can go to the brick and mortar and I'm going to be there anyway, I'm just going to get the physical copy. Yeah, but here's the thing about right. that is that you have to actually drive to the store. Like, I would pay more to be able to sit and at my house and digitally download a game and play it while I'm warming up some hot cocoa or some tea or getting an electric blanket out or putting on some fuzzy slippers. I would pay more to do that than to have to drive to a store to buy a game from some jerk-ass clerk. Who doesn't understand that pre-orders are supposed to be held to the side after 48 hours. Exactly. All right, so going back to the story, because we went off on a little tangent here. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 had the largest opening weekend for any entertainment product in history imagined to sell through 725 million in copies in just three days. It's actually the second highest gross in entertainment launch through Rockstar. Won't be too ha unhappy about it, given that the record holder is Grand Theft Auto V. Wait, did you say, seven, did you say 725 million dollars in copies? Okay, I thought you were saying 725 million copies, and I was like, what? No, no, no. That's what I thought he said, There's, too. That's, no, that's, 725 million. Because that's so more. So 725 million Because that's, that's more... Um, than all three systems combined have in the wild. Like, there are not enough people who own those consoles <laughs> to buy that many games. Um, the discrepancy the numbers inflated. The discrepancy between the biggest opening weekend and biggest overall launch comes down to the fact that Grand Theft Auto was released on a Tuesday. Uh, Given that Grand Theft Auto V was initially released on the 360 and PlayStation 3, means Red Dead Redemption 2 now holds the record for the largest largest launch of, of this console generation. Rockstar Games did not share the exact unit sales for Red Dead Redemption 2, but the sell-through numbers suggest it's more than 10 million. 
This represents the, the total sales to customers rather than those to publishers and retailers. Additionally, Red Dead Redemption 2 had the largest launch sales of any game released on the PlayStation Network to date, and it was the most pre-ordered game of all time on the PlayStation Network. You know, I know that Ubisoft had this whole strategy with Assassin's Creed where they were going to pump out one a year because they could make a lot of money off it and sell a lot of copies. How long have people been waiting for Red Dead Redemption 2? Because, as you said, like it's supposed to be over 10 million copies. Like, How long have people been waiting? Because it seems like Rockstar and Take-Two Interactive actually have the uh, the better plan than, say, someone like Ubisoft. You know, the old adage was strike while the iron is hot, continue to pop these games out like crazy. We saw it back with Mega Man back in the day on the NES. But is the strategy of making people wait five, six, seven years for a game like a Grand Theft Auto game actually the way to go? Because then you're going to have people go absolutely fucking nuts for it. I mean, yes, it has to be the high quality like Grand Theft Auto okay, or okay. Red Dead. All right, but hold, hold, hold on. The, 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 see, the counterbalance to your argument is uh, Ubisoft goes with the year approach because they're making money every year. Rockstar, who literally has not... uh, Red Dead Redemption 1 came out 10 years ago. So this game has been in development for 8 years. That's 8 years of them not making a profit on this game. 8 years of not being able to have any sales. Now, before anybody jumps down my throat, obviously they're making a shitload of money off Grand Theft Auto. Rockstar is not hurting for money. But during that development cycle for Red Dead Redemption 2, that's eight years of not making a profit on a game that you're making. Can, do you know any business out there that can go eight years without making a profit and still survive? Here's the thing, though. They're also making other games in the meantime. They're all owned by one publisher. That publisher's pumping out other games in the meantime. I mean, they make tons of money off Grand Theft Auto. Yes, Grand Theft Auto is a huge like moneymaker, and there are only a few other game companies that have something like that. I mean, you think of like Activision Blizzard with World of Warcraft. But you think about it. In the long run, what's going to make more money, Assassin's Creed or Grand Theft Auto? You're going to have fewer games in the... You Grand literally could I would combine say. all the Assassin's Creed games, and they still wouldn't match the sales of probably one Grand Theft Auto game. I... I would disagree really? with you, and I'm actually going to look that up right now. Well, you you look at Grand Theft Auto Five now. Grand Theft Auto Five, I th- if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, lifetime sales, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, and Xbox One, I think totaled up to ninety five million. So you you don't think Assassin's Creed has sold ninety five million copies? I don't think it's. I, I I honestly think that it's debatable. Like, I think it's plausible that Grand Theft Auto V has outsold all of Assassin's Creed. And I may be crazy for that, but I would actually like to know. All right. So, you're, well, are, I'm just... are, are you... T- okay. So, wait, wait, wait. Let's get this down. Alex, are you, like... you are? Do you want to go all of Grand Theft Auto, or are you just saying the four Grand Theft Auto and the four Assassin's Creed? No, Creed's? I'm I'm saying, like... One Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five, compared to all of Assassin's Creed. All right, well, okay. Just don't. I'm just gonna throw sales numbers at you right now because I just looked this up on VG Charts. Assassin's Creed Three on the PS3 sold 6.5 million. Assassin's Creed Two on the PS3 sold 5.57 million. Assassin's Creed on the PS on the 360 sold 5.5 million. Assassin's Creed Three on the 360 sold 5.3 million. 
Assassin's Creed 2 on the 360 sold 5.3 million. And, I mean, the numbers are like that all the way down. So you're looking yeah, at fine, all the different variations. But it takes a variations. lot of five millions to get to ninety-five million. I and I grant you, but what I'm what I'm saying is, with two, three, since Assassin's Creed has come out, the first Assassin's Creed, there's only been two years where they've taken a break. Assassin's Creed One. Uh, when did that come out? That came out in 07. So. Since 07, we've had one, two, three, four, Black Flag, well, Black Flag is four, Revelations, Brotherhood, Syndicate, Yeah, Unity. but Syndicate and right. Unity are not, Odyssey. they're not selling five million copies each. Uh, you got the... Unity on got... the PlayStation 4 sold, I'm looking right now, Unity on the PlayStation 4 sold 4.2 million, on the Xbox One, it sold 3.8 million. And then you've also got uh, all uh, Assassin. You got Rogue. Yeah, I, and then I'm, I'm putting this in the chat for you right now, so you can look it up. You, you've got the other two Assassin Creeds that finished Ezio's story, which was what Brotherhood and Revelations. Revelations. Okay, but at the same time, the lifespan, the the tale of an Assassin's Creed game compared to the tale of a Grand Theft Auto game, which sells more steadily, which Red Dead I, will probably I, do. You have a very. I don't think drop. there's an you have argument. A quick drop off for the Assassin's Creed games. I, I I I don't think there's a person out there that would argue that says a Rockstar game blows any other Assassin's Creed, no matter what it is, out the water in terms of detail, story, whatnot. I'm I'm not arguing that at all. What I'm saying is to spend eight years on development of one game compared to a series that comes out like Assassin's Creed that comes out. Every single year, with the exception of two years, you're gonna you're making a constant profit over those eight years, where you're in development of one game for eight years. You're not making a profit off of that game. Now, as we pointed out, and you pointed out, Rockstar is not hurting for money. Grand Theft Auto Five is doing gangbusters in money, obviously, so they're able to float the eight year development cycle. The, but the reality is, is eight years, you're working on one game, and you're not making a profit off of that game. And, okay, I, I get that. But, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I said, hey, did Grand Theft Auto V outsell all of Assassin's Creed? You mentioned a lot of 5 million, 5 million. You have to have, like, what, 19 of those in order to even match Grand Theft Auto V? Let's be honest, Assassin's Creed, or, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, if it's not more than, it's very close to the sales of all of Assassin's Creed. Well... Well, okay, the the but I I think what you're uh, maybe I didn't explain properly. The five millions were on a platform, so let's I I just I clicked off the link, but let's just say Assassin's Creed Three made fifteen million in sales in all of the you know all the versions of it. I mean, Assassin's Creed Three on just on the PS3 made. Uh, you'll do this math for me. Made six point five million on the three sixty. Oh, oh, oh. It made. Hold on here. I'm, a, I'm adding up the overall total. Okay, Assassin's Creed three just just Assassin's Creed three made six point five million on the PS three. Five point three one on the three sixty. Um, 
here, hold on. Let's see if it breaks it down easier. Um, no, it just it's just breaking down the the system. Uh, yeah, so that's eleven million sales on one game. Uh, two. Uh, okay, but you still on. have to have finding... nine of those in order to match. Get to but there's been but there's been nine Assassin's Creed games in that eight years. Okay, that's fine. My point is now, yes, I may be wrong about Grand Theft Auto Five eclipsing all of them, but the point is it's still close. Oh no, no I'm not debating that at all. Which means I'm just saying. All the... you, but you asked a question. But you asked a question. Should a game take that long to be in development and? My, uh, the, my argument to you was very simply, I don't know because that's eight years of not making a profit off of your work. Where Assassin's Creed, every year they're making a profit off of but their work. But you're also work. forgetting that, especially with games like Origins and Odyssey, they have huge teams at Assassin's Creed making those games. So you're still, I mean, yes, you're you're pumping out all those games, but that's so many artists and specialists that you have to hire for all of those games. You're still paying a ton of people over those years as opposed to one team over the course of, say, eight or ten years. Okay. So, I've added up everything on the list. Okay. Now, granted, you've, you've got some some deluxe editions, collector's editions, so th- this is slightly askew. I just, I just went down and straight added it all. What was Grand Theft Auto's total? I think it was $95 million. I can I'll verify. All right. What I've added up, eighty-five point four four million. Uh, okay. Uh, I just I just googled Grand Theft Auto total sales. Uh, as of February of eighteen, they have sold ninety million copies. There you go. Alex so, is right. Grand Theft Auto Five has outsold all of Assassin's Creed. I I I. But you know what? I'm not okay. Because I guarantee, I, I know that I guarantee that Ubisoft has poured far more money into producing all of those games than 2K did into putting to making Grand Theft Auto Five. All right. Well, there's also games in here that didn't. Uh... All right. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to concede right now. Uh, my my argument is, is we also don't have digital sales and stuff like that. But fine. I like my only, like I said, my only argument was is that's eight years of not making profit off of your work that but you're they're making. making profit. That's simply my argument. Okay, but now that now Red Dead Redemption Two and the Grand Theft Auto, they always have this massive hype around them, and they're always breaking records. Whereas Assassin's Creed doesn't have that hype. Yes, the games may get good scores, but a lot of times it's people you know people are growing. Oh, another Assassin's Creed. Whereas. Grand Theft Auto, they could keep making those games forever because they don't shove them down our throat every fucking year. It's not sustainable what they've done with Assassin's Creed, whereas with Grand Theft Auto, it's far more sustainable. And they're... Yeah, e- e- even even when you're doing it with two different studios, because in a sense, that's what they're doing but for every other year. You know, this studio's got this year, this studio's got next year, and then vice versa. That's how they're pumping them out so quick. Or at least that was my understanding for the last few years. All right. Uh, where you, where, where, yeah, okay. No, That's fine. Uh, we can move on. Yeah, I was going to say, just in the interest of time, because we're starting to get a little long-winded here. <coughs> Let's just move on. I'm actually going to skip our last topic, and we'll save it for next week. 
All right. Um, but at this time, we're going to throw it across the pond to Sid for this week's Sophie's Trophy. Hi, Sid. Sid, Sid, Sid of the jungle, friend to you and me. Hey, guys, how we all doing? Uh, Sid back again with Sophie's Trophies 54. Uh, this week, guys, it's going to be a new trilogy. It's going to be the Arkham games. And I know there is a fourth one, Arkham Origins, but I never actually really played that one too much. Um, I only ever played the beginning. And uh, this one, guys, is going to be the Return to Arkham games. Um, I think they're pretty much the same trophy list as the PS3 versions, but these are the PS4 so to start with, we are going to do Arkham Asylum. Originally came out in 2009. Um, it has Batman facing off against the Joker in the Asylum uh, because the Joker has uh, broken free and set a trap for Batman. Um, I won't give major spoilers. Well, actually, you know what, guys? There probably will be um, <clears throat> because to talk about some of these uh, trophies, I am going to have to give spoilers. Now, the game is a mixture of stealth and uh, beat-em-up. Um, now, in this one, it's more pronounced uh, which sections are which. Um, there are definite stealth sections and there are definite fight sections. The second game, Arkham City, tends to mix it up a little bit more. Um, and Arkham Knight, which I haven't actually finished yet, guys, but I will do soon... Um, is just a massive version of uh, both, I think. Which also adds the Batmobile, which I hate. Uh, but more on that when we come to do that one, guys. I'm sorry if you hear a plane. I'm recording at an awkward time, and uh, there are a few planes going over. But anyway, let's get into it, guys. Uh, Platinum Trophy is called Platinum Trophy. This one is a 2.3% ultra-rare trophy. Shocking Rescue. Take down Zaz in the Patient Pacification Center or Chamber. An 89.6% common trophy. Now this one, guys, is it teaches you how to hide on the gargoyles that are around uh, Arkham Asylum. Um, so it is basically, um, it's a story-related trophy and it just helps you learn um, the R1 button to take you up into the uh, rafters. Leave no man behind. Behind, rescue the guards and henchmen from the Joker in uh, from the Joker toxin in decontamination. This one is an eighty-one point two percent common trophy, guys. It is missable. You end up in a room. The Joker's let some gas free, and there are guards and inmates uh, that are about to fall down into the gas. You must rescue these guys um, because uh, if you miss one, you will have to start again. But luckily it is quite close to the beginning of the game. Malpractice needs more practice. Survive the onslaught from the deformed Joker henchman. 86.8% common trophy. This is when the Joker sends two Titan henchmen at you. Um, the first time you fight Titan henchmen this is guys. Beat them and you will get this trophy. Born free. Escape from the intensive treatment to the island surface, 76.5% common trophy, story related. Uh, most of these are actually story related. Just what the doctors ordered, save all the doctors in medical, 67.74% common trophy. Daydreamer, survive the nightmare of the scarecrow's fear gas, 65.7% common trophy. 
Now these sections guys are awesome. Um, the nightmare sections of the Scarecrow are some of the best sections. Very reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid to be honest guys. Uh, Scarecrow is a big giant Scarecrow in the middle. He's used mind control on you to uh, bring your fears to life and you must work your way around the edge of the map to get to a uh, Batman signal to shine into his eyes. Um, but he has a uh, spotlight of his own and if you get caught in that spotlight guys you are done for. Baneful Payback, Defeat Bane, 64.3% common trophy that one guys. Breaking and entering, gain access to Arkham Mansion after it is locked down by the Joker. That one is a 60.6% common trophy. Uh, an easy, easy enough one guys, again story related. The uh, Bane trophy by the way guys, you have to fight Bane who brings in goons with him. Um, and every time you beat a few goons up, you fight Bane, you have to throw your batarang at him to make him knock himself out against a wall and pull the tubes out of his back which deliver the Titan formula to him. Hope that made sense. Recurring Nightmare. Face your biggest fears and keep your sanity. This is another um, uh, Scarecrow section guys. 56.7% common trophy that one. Zaz cut down to size. Save Dr. Young from being killed by Victor Zaz. 56.4% common trophy. Now this one is another training section. Uh, Zaz is just there to uh, train you really I think guys. And this one teaches you how to throw batarangs around a corner. Solitary confinement. Catcher and lock up Harley Quinn. 54.0% common trophy. Easy enough to do guys. Double trouble. Defeat two titan henchmen at once. 51.4% common trophy. Uh, again, easy enough guys, uh, just fight the Titan Henchman. Resist the fear, conquer the effects of the Scarecrow's fear gas, 48.3% rare trophy. Crocodile Tears, venture into Killer Croc's lair and come out alive, 47.4% rare trophy. Now, this one, you don't actually fight Croc, um, you go across some boards that are going over some water. Um, and every now and then Croc will pop up and you have to throw your batarang to knock him back down into the water. You're actually after a plant um, to make an antidote of some sort. Um, and it's easy enough to do, just take your time with it. Poisoned Ivy, defeat the giant Titan Ivy plant. 44.7% uh, rare trophy. Easily, uh, besides the Joker guys, the worst boss in the game. It's just really tedious fight. She is a giant plant. She sends guys after you, um, and as you're fighting them, there are thorns that come out of the ground. Um, there's a few seconds to get out of the way, um, so do that for a few seconds, beat up the guys, and then you get a chance to throw your Batarang at Ivy uh, when her plant opens. Do that three times, and you win the fight. It's really not great, to be honest. I have to say, apart from Croc, who is a good little thing, and Scarecrow, um, the bosses are not great in this game. Big Bang, complete story mode on easy difficulty, 43.2% rare trophy. Bigger Bang, complete the story on normal difficulty, 34.7% rare trophy. Biggest Bang, complete the story mode on hard difficulty, 7.4% very rare trophy. Now hard difficulty, um, enemies hit harder, move faster, and they don't have uh, a little flash above their head um, to indicate when you need to parry. 
Um, but there are telltale signs and you can tell by the animations. The fighting in this game, guys, it's pretty much one button, uh, you know, for your punches and things. Um, you can use your gadgets, uh, quick fire gadgets, batarangs and things like that. Um, the combat is easily the most impressive thing in this game, I have to say. Party Pooper. KO all the henchmen celebrating your arrival at the party. This one is a 31.2% rare trophy. Again, a missable one. Um, so when you get towards the end of the game, there will be a load of henchmen with party hats on. You could easily just walk through them into the final fight with the Joker, but do not do that. You need to fight them and knock them all out. Okay, Free Flow Combo 20. Free Flow Combo 40. The 20 is a 50.2% common trophy. The uh, 40 is a 10.6%. Very rare. So basically just keep fighting, jumping over guys. The easiest way to do it is jump over somebody, hit somebody, jump over somebody, hit somebody. As long as you've got a big group of guys, that is the easiest and simplest way of doing it. Because when you jump, it's an evade move. Um, so yeah, just do that till you get uh, a 40 hit combo. Night Glider. Glide continuously for over 100 metres. 14.3% very rare trophy. You need to do this off the highest point in the game, um, which I th think is the Arkham Asylum itself. You need to climb to the top, the uh, main building. I could be wrong with that, but I do believe it is. Rope-a-dope-a-dope. -dope. String up a henchman and drop him to surprise a second. 33.1% rare trophy. Um, so when you're on a um, gargoyle, you can do an inverted takedown, pick somebody up, and you will drop them down, and it will make somebody jump, as long as there's somebody underneath it. Mano a Mano, defeat a Titan Henchman without using any Batarangs. 9.4% very rare trophy. Not too hard to do, guys. Um, just take your time with it, to be honest, guys. Catch. Catch a Batarang. 11.8% uh, very rare trophy. This one you do have a remote batarang that you can control yourself. So throw it forward, um, turn it round and guide it towards Batman and he will catch it. Uh, free flow combo 5. Complete a combo of 5 moves. Uh, this one is a 91.9% .9 common trophy. Uh, free flow combo 10, complete a combo of 10 moves, 72.7% trophy. Um, so if you're going for this one, guys, if you're going for the 40, you will get those two automatically. Free flow perfection, perform a perfect combo including all of Batman's combat moves in any play mode. A 3.4% ultra rare trophy. Now, I can't remember the whole lot of moves. I think there's nine moves maybe in this one. I know it's 13 in Arkham City. But in this one, it is nine moves. You just uh, look up a list and uh, keep fighting and keep going. Uh, make sure not to get hit because that will knock you out of the combo. But once you attain all those moves, you will get that trophy. Freak Show Rodeo. Ride a Titan Henchman and knock down ten thugs. 45.2% rare trophy. So basically, if you knock down a Titan Henchman enough, um, all you have to do is climb on his back and use him to attack thugs. Once you've knocked down 10, you will get that trophy. If, if you manage to knock down 5 and then do it again and knock down 5, that will still count. Free Flow bon Bronze. Achieve 8 medals on combat challenges. 4.8% ultra rare. 
Free Flow Silver achieves 16 medals on combat challenges, a 3.2 Ultra Rare. Free Flow Gold achieved 24 medals on combat challenges, a 2.6 Ultra Rare. The combat challenges, guys, you have to score a certain amount of points um, in four waves of guys. There will be a mixture of Titan henchmen, armoured henchmen, guys with weapons um, and normal thugs, things like that. Um, just go for it. Beat the shit out of these guys. Um, just try not to get hit because that will knock your combo down. The higher your combo, the more points you achieve, the more moves you use, the more points you achieve. There are a couple of hard levels. Um, Shock and Door Extreme has always been my bugbear. I've done it twice. I've done it on uh, Arkham Asylum on the PS3 and on the PS4. And I have ho always had trouble with that one. It's taken a fair few attempts. Um, but it is doable, guys. You just need to keep at it. Um, but with that one, there is an electrified... Excuse me, there is an electrified floor to contend with and also a timer that counts down. So uh, just be prepared for a bit of a challenge on that one. Uh, Predator Bronze. Achieve 8 medals on Predator Challenge. 4.6 Ultra Rare. Predator Silver. Achieve 16 medals on Predator Challenges. A 3.1 Ultra Rare. Predator Gold. Achieve 24 medals on Predator Challenges. That one is a 2.9 ultra rare so guys the predator challenge is you will get put into a small section of the game basically a room and be told to take out guys in certain ways and each way is worth one uh, medal so maybe you'll have to uh, throw a batarang at a guy and knock him out while he's on the floor um, then let's say take another guy out by jumping through a window or, you know, using the line launcher to knock a guy off a ledge. Things like that. Um, there are plenty of YouTube videos to uh, look at for that one, guys. Because some of them can be a little bit tricky. But once you know what you're doing, it is generally not too difficult. Invisible Predator. Complete one Predator challenge by only using silent takedowns and without being uh, detected. 4.5 Ultra Rare. So, basically... Um, ignore the medals and work your way around. Be very sneaky. Uh, use your detective vision quite a lot. Um, detective vision, guys, is a godsend in this game, just to let you know. Um, when you press it, you can see enemies through walls and see who's got weapons, various things like that, and see what areas of the environment can be used to take down enemies. So, like I say, use that, turn on that, and uh, just work your way around the room as carefully as you can and try not to get spotted. Flawless free flow fighter. Jesus, that's hard to say, guys. Complete one combat challenge without taking damage. 8.5% very rare trophy. Easy enough, guys. This one, um, first challenge you do, just jump over the guy's punch, jump over the guy's punch, jump over the guy's punch. Don't do anything flashy at all. Do that for four rounds and you will get that trophy. Crack the Enigma. Solve every riddle on the island. A 12.8% very rare trophy. Uh, I think there are 100 riddles. Some of them are um, trophies, little riddler trophies, question marks that you need to pick up. Others are clues in that show up as you enter an environment um, that give you a little... Uh, riddle to solve once you've solved it you need to find that item in the environment and take a photograph of it 
or a scan of it, whatever it is. Um, and uh, just work your way around, take it slowly. There are um, Arkham stones, I know they're not called Arkham stones, but that's what I'm going to call them, um, that you also need to take pictures of, and that will tell you a picture, uh, a story of Arkham Island and Amadeus, Amadeus Arkham, who set up Arkham Asylum. Arkham Analysts sold 5% of the Riddler Challenges, 68.9% common trophy. Cryptic Investigator solved 10% of Riddler Challenges, 61.6% common trophy. Lateral Thinker solved 25% of Riddler Challenges, a 47.3% rare trophy. Ugh, Mystery Solver solved 40% of Riddler Challenges, a 32.3% rare trophy. Conundrum Cracker solved 55% of Riddler Challenges, 22.8% rare trophy. Mental Athlete solved 70% of Riddler Challenges, 17.5% rare trophy. Riddle Resolver solved 85%, that is a 14.6% very rare trophy. World's Greatest Detective Spirit of Amadeus Arkham Revealed, 11.4% very rare trophy. Um, this one, guys, as you go around, you uh, find these Arkham Stones, like I mentioned, and take pictures of them. Once you have them all, you will get a clue, um, and you need to find the final one to find out who is Amadeus Arkham. I won't tell you who he is, but I will tell you, you need to head back to the penitentiary, um, to the uh, office in the middle of the penitentiary to find your final clue. And Perfect Night is 100% complete. That one is a 2.5%. So that is all challenges, all riddles, and playing on hard, and doing everything like that. So that, guys, is Batman Return to Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Um, what can I say about this game? It is almost a perfect game, I think. The bosses are a bit shit, um, especially the Joker boss at the end. Um, but, you know, that can be overlooked because this is one game that really does sum up being Batman. Um, so that's it for this week, guys. Next week is going to be Arkham City. So be prepared for a long one because that has got a lot of trophies, guys. Um, and a lot of things that I can talk about. After that, I may do Arkham Knight or I may take a break because I haven't yet finished Arkham Knight. I've nearly finished it. Um, and I'm not going to give you um, a rundown of the trophies unless I have at least finished the storyline. So we will see with that one. Um, but that's it for this week, guys. As always, Sidders1978 on the PSN. And it will always be that because I don't care what Sony let you do. I am not changing my name. Um, at Sydney on the Twitter, uh, through the Trophy Horse Facebook group. So, yep, that's it, guys. Arkham Asylum. Hope that was okay. Keep it easy, guys. Keep it easy. What a stupid thing to say. Take it easy, guys, and I will talk to you soon. Keep getting those trophies. Bye. And we're back. Uh, Sid, if uh, if I patch in the right Sophie's trophy, because apparently I have a problem doing that right. Uh, he did just talk to you about Arkham Asylum, so go get that Arkham Asylum Platinum. Excellent. I have it. I encouraged Alex to go and get his. And I did go get it. Also, I think Sid has, now has the Platinum in Arkham City, which is insane. Yeah. What? Yeah. He got City? Dude, that's nothing futz. <laughs> All right, so...
for our topic of the week, um, see, I, it's topics like this I don't like doing on the show because I don't like getting political and all that other stuff. Because um, I know that's where this conversation is going to lead to. But we're going to stay in, in the rock star uh, train of thought here. Uh, Dan Hauser is thankful to not be releasing Grand Theft Auto 6 right now. Uh, this article comes from IGN. Um, there's no byline because it just says IGN staff. Uh, so I'm just going to read you a, a little bit of this. Uh, in an extensive interview with GQ, the Rockstar co-founder discussed how his flagship franchise tone doesn't quite mesh with the current cultural climate. Quote, it's really unclear what we would even do with Grand Theft Auto 6, let alone how upset people would be with whatever we did. Both intense liberal progression and intense conservatism are both very militant and very angry. It's scary, but it's also strange, and yet both seem to occasionally veer towards the absurd. It's hard to satirize for those reasons. Some of the stuff you see is straightforward, straightforwardly beyond satire it would be out of date within two minutes. Everything is changing so fast. It was oppressive when you look at what was going on, but it, but it may be a work of historical fiction, but it's not a work of history. You want to allude to that stuff, but you can't do it with 100% historical accuracy. It would be deeply unpleasant. This is all a quote. Uh, this is a time where women's movement has begun in, in its infancy. Women were beginning to challenge that their very constrained place in society, and that gave us some interesting characters. We're not trying to tap into, quote, he's a black man, so he should speak this way, and she's an Indian, so people should speak that way, end quote. We're really trying to feel as if they're really people. Maybe it's my own idiocy, natively, and delusion about what people are fighting about now. I know that some people who believe... That they are only fiction should, uh, excuse me, maybe it's my own idiocy, natively or delusion of what people are fighting about now. I know that there are some people who believe that the only fiction you should do is basically your own autobiography, but I think it's really limited and you can't tell stories. I hope that we found a sensitive way of discussing those issues. So, gentlemen, uh, I just read you the quotes. I didn't read you the whole article. But what do you think, uh, you'll, we'll start with you. What do you think about Dan Hauser's comments about why he's thankful not to be releasing GTA 6 right now? You know, I'm, I'm not sure. Grand Theft Auto has always walked up to that line of, of the hot topics. I mean, I, I remember from San Andreas them doing the riots. I was like, wow, they actually went there. Um, but in today's society, with everybody being so overly sensitive to everything, he, he probably is thankful that he's not, because what would be considered as a, as a joke... You know, because like you said, you know, you can't do it 100% accurate. So, you know, they, they head down this path and then they put the rock star twist on it. People want to make everything political. So they would probably figure that he's making some kind of a political stance. So, I, I can see him, you know, it, 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 it's a good time to not be releasing it. 
All right, Alex. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, Grand Theft Auto was always has always been controversial, uh, not always for political reasons. I mean, you think back to, I mean, when we were playing Grand Theft Auto Three and Grand Theft Auto Vice City, it wasn't really any like political discussion that it drummed up that I feel like was at the heart of it. It was the violence and like the terrible things, like beating hookers with bats. Like that was the thing that ruffled people. Give me that back was my the money. Thing that people feather, people's feathers, and it wasn't until San Andreas, as Yield gave examples to, that it started to take a more political edge. So they have been successful with Grand Theft Auto without it being political commentary before. Now maybe I just missed it in Vice City and Grand Theft Auto Three. Although I felt like Three was more about the, what you could do in the world. Like they finally brought it to a 3D world, and the amount of violence and destruction you could cause. Whereas Vice City was like, hey, let's take everyone back to the 80s when there was sex and drugs and cocaine and neon lights everywhere but i mean three was the first one that tackled like more social issues but i I don't always think that they have to do that with a grand theft auto game i mean maybe nowadays they do because people expect that because back in the day people just with vice city and grand theft auto 3 they just expected to be able to walk around race cars miss stoplights you know, beat hookers with bats, steal the money back, take an ice cream truck and put it in your own personal garage so you can own it and drive wherever you want. I mean, maybe people just have more expectations for Grand Theft Auto now. Um, well, it's it, but you're also talking about games that back then, arguably the political climate was not the same, where if you release a game now, and we've seen it because we've reported on it, where a game, and I'm not just talking about Grand Theft Auto, I'm talking about any game, you... You know, you mistreat a black man or you beat up a hooker or something like that. You're going to have foundations and people coming out. I mean, look at PETA was just uh, cracking down on uh, a a game because they had fishing in their game. I mean, no matter what you do in today's political climate, and that's what he's talking about, is like we can't release a game where you're essentially a criminal breaking the law, beating up hookers and shit like that because... We would the 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 nonstop negative press would never stop. It would sell like hotcakes. But do you people are? But do you really I, think that yield? I mean, look, look. I, I I know politically, me and you tend to go down the same path. We don't agree on everything, but we go down the same path. Alex is on the opposite side of the spectrum, but yet the three of us, and even Stephen, who I think would side with Alex, um. Like, we can all have conversations and whatnot, but when you get the nonstop, uh, you know, insults going back and forth and people not talking about the issues and stuff like that, like, that's why, like, he's making these statements because you can't release a game like Grand Theft Auto now and expect everything to be hunky-dory. There's going to be a shitload of bad press. Well, to be fair, it's never been hunky-dory. I mean, between hot coffee and just beating hookers with bats, there's always been controversy. You know what I meant. I mean... That has gone with Grand Theft Auto. There's going to be a lot more controversy than what they're expecting. I I just I I I, I go back to, to what I said. People are just overly sensitive, and everybody thinks that now you can get on the internet and start and start and start movements. And be keyboard some movements, warriors. Some movements do need to be started. Don't don't think that I'm bashing all movements. Some movements do need to be, some movements need to be put into reverse because there was no reason to start this movement to begin with. It's, if, if Rockstar doesn't want to make a current Red Dead, that's fine. 
Vice City was fine. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So you could go back. You could you could do a Rockstar. You could do a Grand Theft Auto now in the nineties. You know, and and it it would still be well, a to really be fair, good. It game. wasn't Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in the nineties. Uh, I thought that was in the. Yeah, I think it was in the nineties. Okay, so yeah, I guess it was. I mean, just just talk about political climate, and I'm going to give you guys a, per, per, uh, a personal experience. Um, I posted uh, a picture on my Facebook page uh, two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. And then I, I, I'm not going to give the person you know any recognition uh, or tell you what the person said. But I posted something sim- very simply like this. And I think all three of us, no matter where we lie politically, can all agree. It says very simply... Let the gays get married, let the rednecks have their guns, let the atheists be atheists, let the Christians be Christians. America is about freedom, freedom to live life as you please. So smoke a bowl, eat a greasy hamburger, shoot your guns, pray Jesus, and, and wish those two fellows next door a happy honeymoon. When it's, all, it's only when people force their ways on, on others that problems begin. It never ceases to amaze me how many full-grown adults don't understand that. I agree with that. Okay, and I got... This very nasty message saying that um, homophobic, um, sexist, and I'm anti-American for posting that. And it wasn't put that nicely. Let's put it that way. But that, but it's things like that. Like I posted something that I think we could all agree with, and I get attacked because I'm being anti-American and well, sexist. You, you didn't agree with that side. How how am I homophobic when I'm when my thing the literally the first line of my thing says let the gays get married? Well, to be fair, the problem isn't you know gay people persecuting anybody. I mean, on there it says let the Christians be Christians. If you're gonna look for persecution, that's where a lot of it's coming from. To be perfectly honest, it's religion. Listen, I I'm not listen. I'm not like I like I don't want to go down a, 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 a thing because. Uh, you know, I'm agnostic. I believe in God. I believe in a higher power, but I don't believe in organized religion. Uh, that's just me personally. I'm not speaking for you two, obviously. Uh, but that's, you know, it, it's simple things like you live your life and I'll live my life. And, it, you know, as long as when you start pushing your life onto me or your views onto me or telling me how I should believe or how I should think... That's when I get pissed off. And that's I think that's what Dan Hauser was talking about. It's like, because of things like that, they can't release Grand Theft Auto 6. Because no matter what they say or what they do, they're going to be attacked. And in today's political climate, where we have people doing some idiotic shit, and I don't care what political side you're on, you know, whether you're conservative or you're liberal, some of these people are doing some really stupid shit. And there's and and it's just adding fuel to the fire, and that's why, personally, I agree with him. He can't release Grand Theft Auto Six, and I'd be very very surprised if we ever see another Grand Theft Auto game. Oh, it makes it it, it makes too much money. There's no way they would never release another, not release another one. I, I I I I believe there will be one, but I would not be surprised if we never saw another Grand Theft Auto game. I would be so surprised I would turn into Grimace from McDonald's. Like, the, the, that that series has made so much money, and it's been such a workhorse for that company. There's no way they would never release Grand Theft Auto 6. Here's the thing. That game has – those games are always mired in controversy, and it's always what helps buoy them. It always gives them more press. 
it always and you know I'm not one of those people that believes that no press is bad press. I believe there's certainly bad press, but those games are always minor in controversy, and it always helps their sales. It always gives them more attention. So I don't think. I mean, I. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You can go. Well, I was gonna say I didn't put it in the agenda, um, mostly because I, I, I didn't want there to be a spoiler uh, attached to it. But apparently, there's a mission in Red Dead Redemption Two in which you run into the KKK. Now I don't know. Well, that the de- was- I don't know the details of it. I don't know exactly what happened. I just saw the headline and kept moving because I said, I, "Well, because it said spoiler in the headline," so I didn't read the article. But here he is talking about how he can't release Grand Theft Auto Six because of all the controversy, and then the game they just released has you running into the KKK. Well, that was that game's released in what well, was eighteen. It's supposed to be eighteen ninety nine. So. That was relevant back then. Uh, I'm not just. Dis- I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying, like you, you literally coming out and saying you can't release a game because of the political climate, and then one of the hot topics now is about the KKK in the news present day, and you release a game where you run into the KKK. Mm. You know I think, I, to me, that's I think it I know what you're dependent saying. upon what you do in the mission. Like, if you're helping them for some reason, I think that would be horrendously a, a horrendously bad decision. But if you're like going up against them and you're opposing them, that's probably not going to cause that many problems. Because to be honest, like I, most people of sane mind don't like the KKK. I, I like I said, I don't know the details. Uh, I don't know. It, it's 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 definitely something that uh to think about. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see another Grand Theft Auto game. Maybe it's released in another format. Maybe they go back in history. I don't know, but I don't think we'll ever see another Grand Theft Auto game. And if we do, it definitely will not be in present times. Future Grand Theft Auto. Uh, we'll be like the Jetsons. All right, so uh, do you guys have any closing comments, or do you want to close out the show? Let's close out the show. All right, uh, let's do some housekeeping, Alex. Let's clean this shit up. Uh, first thing we're going to do is our housekeeping. I looked up uh, Extra Life was actually uh, concluded this morning for a lot of people. Uh, Extra Life, to date... As of this recording, which is uh, 10 o'clock on November 4th. Uh, in total, we have raised $8.8 million. Of course, everybody can still donate until the end of the year uh, to add to that total. So that's not a it's not a bad number there, gentlemen. No, it's not. Uh, they've also announced that uh, just on one day, which was Extra Life Day... They raised a total of $2.3 million just on yesterday. So that's insane. It's a lot of money. And that's not including offline donations. People haven't donated yet. Uh, I haven't put all my donations in for my page yet. So, uh, 
But I'm going to be doing my extra live stream next week. Uh, Facebook invite went out. I'm going to send it out to more people. I'm going to be doing 25 hours from noon on Saturday until 1 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, so there's a very good chance that I'm not going to be on next week's show. Because I'm going to be asleep. be asleep. I'm going to be asleep. <laughs> uh, but with that being said... ProvingGamer.com is looking for some staff members, we're looking for some writers, podcasters, video editors, news reporters, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on any article, and read that, read that out. Uh, check out the videos. The videos can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. I'm starting to export all of my uh, Twitch streams onto uh, our YouTube page. So go check those out. I got to get that better organized because right now it's, it's a, a gaggle of videos that are not organized. Uh, but if you want to catch me streaming live, you can catch me streaming live at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, I do random streams, so uh, I can't tell you when to come. But hopefully uh, I'm hiring some new streamers that will uh, stream for us on a regular basis. I have one in the works. I think they're going to be streaming on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Not exactly sure. Uh, details will follow. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Yield. 330 proven 9. 330 776 8369. You could also send us an email at trophyhorse at proving please. What's that email again? Uh, at proving Okay. Because uh, when Troy comes back, he's going to be very upset that uh, no emails are coming in. Very upset. Very, very, very upset. He will give you the business. He's probably out giving somebody uh, the can... business right now. He's probably sleeping right now because he just got done with his uh, 25-hour stream. He probably is asleep. Dude. Actually, you know what? He's probably awake because he's got uh, Mr. Bruce Wayne to take care of. Newborn, newborns Nothing. aren't going to let you get a lot of sleep. Uh, contact us on Twitter. You can contact the site at Proving Gamer. Contact the show at Joe Viewers. Contact me at Tricky Mitt. Contact Yielded. I yield to no one. You can try to contact Alex at Saunders Rx, Rex, but he's never on Twitter anymore. I'm too busy playing Rocket League in in uh, in our club, the Sock Puppet Theater. Whoop whoop! You did not name the club Proving Gamer. Fuck no. What the, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Uh, did you not hear the name? It's Sock Puppet Theater. Give me a better name than that right now. Proving Gamer. Bullshit! You lose. <laughs> The name of my band, the rock band, soul is uh, Sweet Mama D. He just called bullshit you know on you. I can do even better. I, you know what? That's not as good as Sock Puppet Theater. But I used to name my my rock band two name for my band was called Megatron's Dance Party. I thought that was pretty good. That is pretty good. We called ours a buddy of mine. Ours was uh, uh, Rump Rangers, and with every sequel. We did something different. First one was Rump Rangers. Second one was Rump Rangers Rides Again. The third one was the Rump Rangers Triple X Tour. Rump Rangers. Rump Harder. Yeah. Rump Hard with a Vengeance. It was good stuff. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. But be sure to listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, which there was one recorded. There was? What was it about? I have no idea. I was informed a PG Spoilers was recorded. I'm just waiting for them to send me over the audio, and it will be posted on the site. Who? Wow. So so were, was it staff members, or was it a, fan, a community? A fan. 
<gasps> Huzzah! They said they will not let spoilers die. Huzzah! Uh, Nintendo dual screens, which Steven and Andy are doing a freaking fantastic job with. I got to tell you. they got, they. If you guys are... Just listen to the show. They they have developers on uh, all the time. It's just... They're doing incredible work over there. Game stuff is killing as well. Go listen to them. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes. Stitcher, your various podcast applications... On your smart devices, Google Play, tune in, and you can listen to this podcast and Nintendo Dual Screens on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, you want a little pro tip there, uh, Yield? Sure. When you're grinding out in Rocket League, yeah, you can listen to Trophy Horse on Spotify. By just starting up Spotify, then launching up Rocket League, and you can listen to the whole episode while you're grinding out in Rocket League. And I'm scoring goals with my T-Rex. Yep. So as a pro tip for you guys, because I do that all the time. But I listen to Lewis Black radio, uh, on uh, com- the comedy. I listen to Cat Williams when I'm grinding out in the division. Uh, get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. There's one for the site, Proving Gamer. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Brothel. Why yield? Because Shuhei won't let us say whores. I couldn't even do it in Rocket League. We went to, Alex and I created our our private tournament, and I named it Trophy Whores, and it said it was inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, so we named it Tricky's a Chunk. Uh, I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> and, you're, and you have a PlayStation 4 community called the Platinum Guild, in which uh, I just posted my four new Platinums in. You did. Not the way that we normally do it, but you get credit for it. <laughs> I posted my 116 Platinums. I just didn't say what games they were, but now everybody knows what games they are. Uh, that is going to bring us to the end of our housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Humble Bundle. Uh, you Humble got, Bundle. You guys know what Humble Bundle is, but I'm going yes. to but I'm going to tell you uh, as well, you know what? I'm going to let Alex tell you what Humble Bundle is, and then I have an announcement at the end. So Humble Bundle is a charity initiative. And basically what they do is they bundle together a bunch of games, and you can pay a certain price for any number of those games. Uh, basically, if you hit certain tiers with what you pay for the games, you get increasingly more awesome stuff. I mean, you may get you get extras, uh, maybe some downloads, maybe some extra games, uh, music, all that kind of stuff. So basically, whatever you uh, tricky is it everything goes to charity, or is it just a percentage goes to charity? Well, you the, the here's the cool thing about this, because and I know this from personal experience. When you buy it, when when you get to the bottom, you can distribute how much goes to what. So if you want, say, uh, in this case, uh, the humble bundle THQ Nordic uh, PlayStation bundle, uh, if you pay fifteen dollars to get everything. You distribute how much you want to give to what uh, organization. You can give it, uh, you know, all fifteen dollars to Proven Gamer. You can give all fifteen dollars to Extra Life. You can give it all to the developers. You can give it all to Humble Bundle. It's your choice how you want to do it. There's a little slider at the bottom, and you just put in the amount that you want to send to each one, and then you hit uh, send, and you get your games, and you the money goes to the right charities. Yeah, but the point is, basically, you can get 
some games on the cheap, a bundle of games on the cheap. Usually they're themed. It started out as indie games. Now I think they do themes. Uh, the most recent one, Tricky, that you were going to talk about was the THQ Nordic one. Yes. Uh, the reason I'm going to tell you about the THQ Nordic one is because I have purchased this Humble Bundle. For the sole reason of giving these games away during my Extra Life stream when I do it. Uh, so, with a simple donation to my Extra Life page, you're going to be able to get the choice of what game you want. And first come, first serve. So, as a, if you make the first in there, you get to choose what game you want. Uh, the games are Locke's Quest, Gianna Sisters Twisted Dreams, Director's Cut, This is the Police, The Dwarves, Red Fashion 2, Destroy All Humans 2, Black Mirror, Titan Quest, Darksiders Warmastered Edition, Sinmore EX, and Battle Chasers Night War. So you get in there, you make a donation, and you can choose which game you want, and I will send you the code for it. That's very simply. <coughs> that's pretty neat. So, and uh, for anybody that knows, and normally I don't share this kind of information, I got all of those games for $15. Which is not a bad price. Not a bad price at all. So, with that being said, our other sponsor is Extra Life. Yield. We just announced that we raised over $8 million this year, but how can people still get involved with Extra Life for the rest of the year? So you can still go to extra-life.org. You can sign up, create a team, join a team. Proven Gamer has a team. We'd love to have you. And what you do is you go out and you collect monies, friends, coworkers, family members, streamers if you stream. And you get people to donate money. You can take that money and donate it to a Children's Miracle Network hospital of your choosing. 100% of that money that you earn goes to that hospital. So it's a win-win. All you got to do is play games for a 24-hour time period, either all in one chunk or over several days. And you don't have to do just video games. You can do board games, any kind of game. Uh, and we are also sponsored by Amazon. If you could, would each and every time you do your shopping on Amazon, stop by Proven Gamer first, yield. And continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything. Don't say, don't, don't throw yield under the bus. They've got us in some kind of relationship. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that they're legally not allowed to define. Yeah, that they're legally not allowed to define. But <laughs> do you go to my proving first? Click on any Amazon link and continue with your normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. Uh, also, patreon.com backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, no matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it's greatly appreciated and it does help keep the lights on here. Uh, we're going to be making some changes to our Patreon uh, very soon, as uh, including some changes to ProvenGamer.com overall. Uh, we're in the works of talking that out. You'll probably see the change as of the first of the year. So uh, right now, hopefully sooner, maybe later, I don't know. Uh, I will give you guys and give you guys more details as I get them. So with that being said, if there's nothing else... Oh, oh shout-outs. Oh, oh, my God. Yield your shout-outs. So I'll try to make this quick. Um, shout-out to Tricky and Alex for recording this evening. Uh, a shout-out to everybody in the rock band group. Tricky, Sweet Mama D., Goddess, Skins, Homer gets stuffed. Nah, I'll give Homer a shout out. 
He's in the group. Yeah, though. but he he but he doesn't show up to band practice. Anyway, so we, we've we've <laughs> banded banded together, been doing pretty good. Shout out to Alex, and even to people that I've been playing Rocket League with lately. Uh, I haven't really run into the 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 morons I ran into last time that were trashing you for having a bad game and casual. It's like it's, this is, this isn't ranked, folks. Um. I'm sure I'm missing some people along the way. The listeners. Uh, oh, shout out to the pimps and the madams of the whoredom. It's been a while since I recorded. I, I kind of forgot how to do this. Um, I'll give a shout out to my wife. She had a birthday a few weeks ago. I may have done that when I last recorded. Like I said, it's been a while. Um, that's it. I'm going to sign out before my computer dies. Peace. Alex, your shout outs. Well, first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to the listeners. They are the fuel to the fire that is Trophy Horns. Without you all, we would not have this show. It would not have grown as big as it has and continue to push forward. So thank you all for being the real driving force behind Trophy Horns. Uh, you know, we get in here and talk every week, but really you guys are the ones who drive it forward. So we want to give a shout-out to all our listeners for being awesome and just spending some time with us every single week. Give a shout-out to my co-host, Tricking Yield, as long as well as Steven, who could not be here this week. Troy, as well, and Sid, our main man Sid from across the pond, destroying those platinums and ever out of reach of Tricky's graphs, no matter how much he tries to chump trophies. Uh, give a shout out to Sucker Punch Productions. I knew they had a game before Slide, the Slide Grouper series, and it was on, I uh, had the right generation, but not the right console. Uh, in 1999, they released a game called Rocket Robot on Wheels from Nintendo 64. So uh, that was the game that they released during that generation. The uh, the game they released before Sly Cooper. <clears throat> and lastly, I'm going to give a shout-out to my awesome girlfriend, Ashley, who has been patiently waiting for us to finish recording. Uh, always a supporter of me and all the dumb stuff that I like to do, uh, the goofy stuff. Uh, she goes out and plays Pokemon Go with me, even though she's not necessarily a huge fan of the game, but she still does it because we can bond and we can spend quality time with our kids who are big Pokemon fans. Uh, I'm actually friends with Tricky, and by Tricky, I think I mean Sweet Mama D is, is her account, right? Well, it's her account, but I'm the one playing it, yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> good, good, Tricky. Good dad. Uh- but uh, I, I want to give a shout-out to Ashley before you know you finish yours because how much she's rubbing in the fact that she got that shiny Pokemon and you don't have it. Uh, I actually got it today, so. That was that was, well, then, that was the shiny pincer. You're just a killjoy. <clears throat> no, I deserve that shiny pincer, damn it. I wanted it real bad, and I got it. Um, but a shout-out to Ashley, um, who's awesome. She's amazing. I love her, and I'm just so glad that we get to share so much together especially with the holidays coming up and turkey time, Thanksgiving, and Christmas lights and snow and all the just the amazing things. So thank you for always supporting me, honey. I'm coming to your house for Thanksgiving, just so you know. We're going to Churchill Downs, so we will not be here. You're just destroying my flow uh, We go we'll to Churchill Downs to every Mama year. It's a d- tradition. It's not like we're going to Churchill Downs to skip town so that you can't come to our house and eat food. We'll give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who celebrated her tenth birthday this year. Ooh! Uh, she, her birthday was last week, uh, as of the recording, uh, but we had her birthday party yesterday at uh, Dave and Buster's, in which that little girl—I I don't know what it is about her. Maybe she got the gaming bug out of me. She went in there. I gave her uh, 
you know, a good bit of money. Uh, and she spent about $2 and had somehow had 30,000 tickets. Damn, did she play Colorama? Did nice. she play Colorama a lot? I she was playing some fishing game where she had to send a harpoon out and if you got the harpoon to the treasure chest it was uh 15,000 uh tickets and she got it twice in a row. And <laughs> believe me when I say it's not an easy shot. Well then she must have got her gaming not from you. Well <laughs> Shout out to Zing. the goddess who is uh, tapped me on the shoulders a couple times asking me if I can hurry the hell up so we can eat because we haven't eaten dinner yet. Uh, shout out to the listeners. Thank you very much. As Alex says every week, you guys are the driving force to keep the show going. Uh, we do not do this show just to talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> basically, this is the one time a week we do talk to each other. <laughs> uh, but we do the show because we love you guys and... It brings us together. Uh, we get to have the conversations. I get to rag on Alex about having not having shiny Pokemon. He gets to annoy me by telling me he's not going to be home for when I want to surprise him at Thanksgiving. Uh, Yield is just uh, rocking it out with his out. And uh, Homer, get to work, buddy. Uh, but that's it. So if there's nothing else, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.